Hello world, we're big game nerds playing Strike Force Omega. Uh, this this game is brought to you by Chris Longhurst, who's paying us to play it. Yay! Um, my name is Owen. I'm the founder and editor of Big Game Nerds. My pronouns are he and him. Um, and I'm going to be the game master, master of ceremonies. I I may have missed if there's like a specific GM name in this game. I think game. it is GM. And, Okay, cool. I'm the GM, because that's a serviceable generic name. Um, uh, yeah, and joining me today, we have Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she, they. Oh, right, and I am playing uh, Theavor. And he is the um, oh, yeah, yeah. HMG... Uh, He's an HGM sharpshooter, yes. Okay, cool. Sorry. No joke. Uh, we got Sarah. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah. She, her, and I'm playing Quinn, the Ad Astral uh, Skirmisher. There it is. That's the name of the class. Oh, I thought you were Dynamique. Oh, it is. Yep, it is Dynamique. You know what? Okay. I was looking okay. at a different page and I said that instead of what it actually is. That's fine. It would it would have also been cool if you were Ad Astral, but it would have been different vibes. Yeah, totally. Um, and we have Jonix. Hello, I'm Jonix, uh, pronouns they, them, and I am playing the, uh, the Ad Astral Arcanist. No, wait, what am I playing? Oh, crap. You were, <laughs> you, you changed, no, so you I changed, changed it. your deal, oh. like, you changed it, like, twice, I believe this, you were. This is the, the hard part about not having a character sheet. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. folks, Ad Astral's, uh, mind control spells are, uh, just to, sort yeah. of, <laughs> they try to... They try to get credit. I believe you wound up with a Xenovore. I end up with Xenovore. That's right. Nice. Yeah, I'm playing. Either way, I'm I'm playing Contact Zero One, um, and uh, I'm uh, I'm a ball. You're yeah. an orb. You've you've truly achieved what everybody wants, which is to become orb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So, uh, previously, um, your three, uh, on the run. Uh, post-human super soldiers um, you had been camping out on this little proto-planetoid in the Amarath system when um, suddenly uh, a bunch of like a bun- bunch of pirates who claimed allegiance with the immortal Caesar uh, showed up and um, basically said like hey you know join with us or else uh, you killed all of them very easily <laughs> and were like Okay, we gotta go and deal with this. About this immortal Caesar guy. He seems like a real problem. So, um, as you sort of were able to get outside of, like, the especially dense uh, cluster of just debris that surrounded that little protoplanetoid, uh, you were able to start picking up radio signals from all the uh, various space stations around the system and have gotten a sense for just how tight the immortal Caesar's grip is. Um, this wound, uh, this was something we wound up going over in terms of like sort of a list of mission readouts. Um, for the sake of brevity, we didn't, uh, we, we decided to just sort of have that, do, take care of that off camera, do that little selection part, uh, at least to start with. Um, but if I recall, the idea was that we would jump into this session to like show how you came to well, to, to, to show you picking the selection, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, as you've been uh, 
you know, sifting through all of these messages. Uh, one of them comes from Kronos, which is the space station where a majority of the scientists stationed in the Amarath system consider, uh, like, operate out of as sort of their central hub. Um, and you have gotten word that um, the Caesar took it over pretty easily and has sort of uh, put his own little, like, coterie of mad scientists in charge of it and are working on, uh, like, they're getting the scientists there to start making, like, super weapons for them. And so... And it seemed like it seemed like the group was in decision that that that's a good first priority, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we do not want them having any more super weapons or any any super weapons to begin with. Uh, well, um, <laughs> we'll see whether or not that's <laughs> negotiable when combat actually starts. Right. Um But uh, yeah, so you are able to take your ship which may or may not be called the coffin. Um, <laughs> you're able to just like, uh, just like uh, get it over there pretty easily. It, it, you're moving away from the center of the accretion disk, so I'm not going to make you do any piloting checks or whatever. And so um, basically on the approach, uh, my core question is, um, well, first, um, what before, before we initiate this specific mission... Because this is a game that's very, like, sort of mission-focused. You are going on the titled mission Brain Drain to take out the uh, the evil scientists who are now running Kronos. Um, uh, what what uh, weapons are you bringing with you? And I believe that for most of you, that's already answered by what you, like, show, wanted to show off, like, in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But let's just take stock. What have you got? Would we be able to switch out? I'm thinking the shotgun might not be good for the uh, inside of a space station. Is this one of the ones where we um, might want to avoid like punching holes in the background? Um, I I will say that what what are the tags on the shotgun? Um, indiscriminate. Indiscriminate. And Let close me... to love an indiscriminate gotcha. shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a shotgun yeah, or something so... else louder, intimidating, and I don't see any reason to change the classics. Yeah, um, let me just, you know what, let me just check those tags real quick, just to... Because uh, switching it sure. out for a laser pistol or something would also be good. Okay, so indiscriminate weapons are explosive or burning or otherwise spread destruction over a wide area. Mm-hmm. Whenever you use an indiscriminate weapon, tick collateral, see opposite, but the attack becomes powerful if the target is a squad. Um, so powerful means you do an extra point of damage. Uh-huh. Um, as for collateral, so here's this is something I was going to bring up when the fight actually began, but this is as good a place as any. So there are going to be a number of clocks that you've got to keep track of <laughs> in fights. All right. Collat- collateral is one of them. Collateral has three ticks, and when it fills up, something happens to the battlefield. Um, it does not mean the station depressurizes and everyone dies necessarily. I know, I know not but, necessarily, but I was thinking about the environment. It says that it's uh, like the like behind the paneled walls is a sort of like a mess of jury rigged solution holding the station together. Right. Yeah, that was in the write up. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now that like mechanically, it's not going to be a bigger threat than usual. But like, <laughs> if you think that within like the narrative presented, like going with something a little with a little more finesse makes more sense, then by all means. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's not get myself uh, you know, sucked out into space today. <laughs> All right, but you are keeping the mirror. If, oh, yeah, I'll keep the uh, mirror. I love the mirror. Okay, nice. Yeah, it is a cool weapon. I, thinking of this as, like, an FPS, I love the mental image of, like, the... Oh, you were saying, like, your eyes do things when you, like, cast the hexes, right? Yeah. I like the mental image that, like, the animation for it would be, like, you literally get, like, a close-up of your eye, and it, like, dilates or whatever as you fire it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know, I was just trying to think of how a mirror would work in an FPS. <laughs> um, I think about the, uh, okay. like, the voodoo doll in Blood, yeah. where you just sort of, like, oh, yeah. point it, and, like, people start, like, start taking damage. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Um, and then for contact, um, you've got your, like, power weapon, right? Yeah, the... Uh, the... Uh, hand-to-hand weapon that seethes with astral power. In this Ooh. case, a sort of a um, like a monofilament-like like whip sword that uh, cool. that become like comes it becomes rigid like in uh, Batman Begins. You know, like when he's like testing mm. out the cape thing. It's right. like that. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Uh, and also, it's got lightning coming off of it and stuff. It's a close three arcane melee weapon. Nice. All right. Um, and for the and while we're going over things, um, uh, melee, it's kind of, uh, it's somewhat intuitive. Um, melee weapons cannot attack at ranges other than close, no matter what range manipulating shenanigans are employed. Um, okay. To, oh yeah, to, just to state, this will, this, I'm sure this will come up again in combat, but while you're, like, selecting things. So, your weapons are going to have, like, you know, it, it'll have, like, the different range options. Uh, as I understand it, um, you cannot. If if you, if something says range far, that doesn't mean you can attack like close through far. It means you can attack far. Oh, and it's it may have different. Range. Yeah, and it may have different values for different ranges to reflect that too. Um, the main thing about arcane is specifically. Um, Weapons made from, use the power of astral sorcery in their attacks, which notably lets them hurt creatures from other planes more easily. So it's more likely, you know, to show up in, like, specific enemy stat blocks, basically. Not an inherent uh, thing. But. Gotcha. I was wondering yeah. about that, because one, one of my powers also uh, grants people um, arcane... Uh, like, it, all ally attacks gain arcane. And so I was wondering, uh, like, oh, I wonder what arcane actually does. And uh, So that, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay. And then uh, for Quinn, Mm -hmm. are you holding onto the crowbar as your primary (laughs) weapon or are you switching to a more real deal like sci-fi melee thing? I think switching to a real deal uh, sci-fi weapon. Um, I love the idea of a chain axe. I think that's very cool. Ah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Axes are cool. I've seen some good chain axes in my time. Mm -hmm. Um, Hold on. Let me. <laughs> oh yeah, because this is like a this is like a like a like a 40k game based off. of... It's a little bit, 
But actually, the first thing... Uh, damn, it's not actually in the painting. I was thinking about the black beard from Lancer, but its portrait doesn't actually have a chain axe. It's just got a normal axe for some uh, reason. Rip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, chain axe. So actually, the, I assume... A, now that yeah. I think about it, there is a... I'll, if I can find it real quick... Uh, there is a weapon, the new warrior weapon in Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. Is like uh, the, the most... Final Fantasy chain axe. Yeah, Sounds no, it rules. Um, uh, oh, here's kind of a picture of it. Okay. Okay. So you'll be able to see it in the background of this shot because it's kind of impossible to miss. Um, it's in Shop Talk. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, the oh circle one. one. It's the I love cir- it. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking it's sick. sick. <laughs> it is, for those who cannot see this, it is like there's like a pole, and then on the end you've got like, you know, the motorized part. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like, it's like there, it's got like a motor, and then there's like a ring that like passes through it, and the ring has blades on the outside. It's, it's like a chocolate there's no, or a... Yeah, it's like if like or like a frisbee I, that mm-hmm. you can decapitate someone with. The engine, like, also yeah. the, the engine also spits flames. Oh, excellent! Oh, and it's like because I've I want that Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, it rules. Right, because <laughs> I've seen I've seen like I've seen like like I've seen like saw axes that are like circular saws mm-hmm. where like the motor is in the middle, but here the motor is like on the outside. Yeah, and then like the motor it's, is like spinning the ring through it. It rules. Yeah, it whips. It's like one yeah. of the coolest weapons I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is a, that is a cool ass thing for Quinn to like mm-hmm. be taking out of like a locker or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay, nice. Um, okay, so w- while you're gearing up, a good question here is, as you um, approach Kronos, um, you don't, uh, you're not facing any, like, space resistance. Fighters aren't coming out to intercept you. So are you going to go in um, loud or quiet? Do you just, like, is the plan to just, like, just like dock and like go out guns blazing or whatever, or try and pass yourself off as like a civilian shuttle, like come with supplies or like other scientists or what. My hmm. instinct is to go in loud, but that's because I'm me. Um, and we probably shouldn't always listen to Sarah's instincts when it comes to <laughs> TTRPGs. Sorry, I just realized I opened, I, I, so I said at the start that like, oh, this is a at least in our like in the in the patreon thing i said that like oh this is explicitly very video gamey mm-hmm. and so the first choice i'm giving you is do you want to go in guns blazing or take the stealthy approach <laughs> <laughs> it's an yeah, immersive how sim <laughs> how many man-sized vents are there on this <laughs> um yeah we can pass as ourselves many off as there as are like men. super science weirdos or like guinea pigs <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Theovor is mostly interested in, uh, blasting, so. <laughs> yeah, we're not very subtle as far as people go. <laughs> no, one of us is an okay. orb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm realizing there's no voice of reason orb. here. <laughs> yeah, this'll be fun then. Okay. Like, so... if this was a video game that Jonix was playing, mm-hmm. he yeah. would definitely be like, I'm going to sneak around until I get caught, and then I'll start shooting. Correct. But, 
But since this is a group game, I think it's best to go in guns blazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. So, and I and I guess so. That the thing is, are you just going to like? Are you just going to like dock normally at the docks and then like you know blast the first person who like cares about that, or are you like are you gonna like? There probably isn't a good way to just ram your ship into it. Don't I think about it, if you care about the other people on the station? Yeah. Yeah, we only want to kill the immortal Caesars, dudes. We don't necessarily want to, like, uh, the last Jedi-style kamikaze it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I we'll, save, yeah. we'll save the boarding action for, for another day. Right. I think. Okay. Cool. So our okay. intel says there's no defenses and minimum security personnel. I think we should just walk in until somebody well, uh, makes the mistake yeah. of trying to stop us. There, there was no defenses or personnel for when the Caesar showed up. Uh, that's true. Ah. Um, so actually, yeah. So let's. Um, uh, so so let's see. I'm trying to figure out what's the most fun way to go about this. Well, actually, here's here's the best way to. Um, you could put me in a box and say, "Hey, we found this weird corpse. Want to want to experiment on it? It's full of weird enchantments." And then I'd, you sneak me in that no, way, and then I can get dissected. Well, <laughs> or whatever the plan is. As as, as tempting as that is, so here's like okay. It, it's, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm presenting you coming in loud. So I think that what happens is like as you are approaching like the docking ring, you probably get like hailed, and someone who. Like, there's probably some, like, feedback or whatever, because whoever they've got, like, manning it now is not, like, someone who had been working it before. And it was, like, uh, unidentified ship, uh, I- identify yourself. Oh, yeah, who pilots this thing? Or, like, works the Oh, yeah, controls? who does? <laughs> or, mm. Do we have stations? Is there like a... Is oh, there, sh- is, who's doing a piloting... Like, we had to do a piloting <laughs> role. What... So... What the, stat would that be rolled with? I think it would... I think it would depend, honestly. Um, the, the stats are kind of potentially open to interpretation. Sure. Um, I, I do, on the map... It does, there are multiple seats up front. You might just have, like, multiple little cockpits or whatever mm-hmm. that you're manning up there. Oh, we have our own Not cockpits, station. but, you know, chairs in the cockpit. Yeah. I do love the idea of <laughs> of uh, of contact just, like, slotting into, like, a little divot in the control panel. <laughs> <laughs> into, a little, into, like, a little, little spot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you uh, to con- control the ship, you actually roll contact. Like those little like mice, like from computers yeah. back in the day. Yeah, or like a, like a bowl, like the bowling arcade games oh, where yeah. you have to like, roll the ball like super fast. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, so while one of you is rolling contact around, uh, the other has to answer that question. So um. keep in mind. Again, it does not appear that they have any particular means to stop you from docking right now. Okay. They have not put patrols out or whatever. Um, and it's possible that these guys are not prepared for, like, the storm that's coming. So, uh, Yeah, in that case, I think Quinn's the one who who gets on the... Who takes control of the, the calm and is like... Uh, they say... Yeah, we're the group that um, just partied with that media chick's uh, 
squad, I guess. And uh, we're looking to have a good time with you guys today. Okay, hold on. You just hear like in the background, like you guys hear something about a party, and then, like, like, and then like, like he he walks away, but like it's because he doesn't like have to hold down a button or whatever. You mm-hmm. just hear in the background. I just I was just going to tell. I just got this radio report. Like twelve guys got killed by this planet. What? What? Why were they on that planet before? They said they're going to get civilians. What the fuck? And so as your dog. <laughs> See, what I would have said was, we're coming in for an emergency landing, but not for us. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of that being in. I I think that I would love it if that was in character. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah, see, here's here's a line I would have used. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so so what happens, you pull up, you dock, um, I think... It specifically says that a lot of, like, the tech on Kronos is, like, fancy, so I like to imagine that, um, there's, ooh, he, here's here's the thing, like, you come up to, like, a certain, like, distance from it, and then it's just, like, like, please, like, there's an automated thing for, like, the, you know, like, establish a bearing at beep, 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 and then, like, these, like, uh, these, like, grav tethers, like, come out to, like, hold you in place, oh. and one of those, like, um... Like one one of those one of those things like from airports, you know, that go between the, the port and the plane, the the connecting bridge oh, thing right. that yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. seals up. One of those like extends and like shrinks onto your uh you know your yeah. your airlock. And um it, it opens up and you will walk through and when you emerge, um you are in sort of the main sort of docking processing area and so be, i something to i want to establish like right away oh you know what i didn't even give like an external view of chronos um so chronos you can see it on on the map that i've got you on right now it is a kind is a somewhat conventional sort of just space station shape you've got this elongated you know shape with various sort of like modules and things and there's on there's like two separate rings on different ends and it's presumably like spinning and like you know generating gravity through through force in that way but it's like it's really big i was thinking about the sort of fights that would be going on here and the sort of like assets that both you and the enemies are bringing to bear and it's not the sort of fight that like could conceivably go down on like a very cramped space station you know like, I, I want to have room for things. And then I started thinking about Vanquish. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, okay. It's always a good sentence. So, and, <laughs> so, like, I, I've, I've not, like, touched that or even looked at that game in ages. But that is a game where, like, individual, like, sections of a space station, like, have as much, like, open air as if, like, you were in a city and you just put a roof at the top of the tallest building or something like that, you know? Right. Um, so it's not quite that, but you are on a space station that can accommodate that sort of thing. And so it's this big sort of open area that ha- does have like um, a bunch. There, there's like just there's a bunch of like, you know, crates and stuff, you know, they're just tethered around. There's probably some walls. like. Exactly. There's <laughs> some like big old like uh, like loading mechs or whatever that are currently stationary. And the. And, um, like, presently pouring out of, like, every, 
like room every like door leading into this big area is goons um the guys that you saw the guys that you fought before i described them as being kind of like military but like junta military they aren't the most uniform these guys are even less uniform than that Mm -hmm. in fact you know what let's 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 move the map over oh yeah all right oh okay okay so we are now entering yeah i love this pokeball battle map oh good icons too (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so uh, you are entering the battle map, which for those who cannot see is sort of a circle that has been subdivided into nine sort of subsections. This is a very abstract representation of the space you're about to enter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is, yeah, you are coming out in deployment B. Everyone else, there are, okay, here I have six guys. Each individual model Okay, wait. Each individual guy model you see represents a squad of 12 dudes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So you've got... So we have scores of guys. Like, just 60... Yeah. (laughs) 70. Yeah. Yeah. So you just got a bunch of dudes all pouring out at you. And I this was something I checked with Chris about in advance. Um, This is a game where um, you have... To go back to Into the Breach, you've sort of got uh, perfect information, as it were. So um, I'm just going to give you the stat block for um, every guy you're facing, because for the first fight, I'm keeping it simple. There's only one enemy type to begin with. Okay. And I'm just going to put this in the shop talk. These guys are labeled as human conscripts. Um, These are effectively guys who have not been in the Caesar's army for very long. These are various other, like, Pirates and outlaws who whose gang got absorbed into his army. So uh, everyone else had at least been like color coordinated. These guys are just dressed up like whatever, but they've got like a green armband or something like that to identify themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just like some of them, <laughs> you know what? To, to 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 go back to some of the forty k like reference points. If the guys you fought before were sort of adjacent to the Imperial Guard, these guys could have been like a grab bag of Necromunda models. Um, Gotcha. Just various sci-fi gangsters. Um, And so just to go over their stat, each each, each squad has four health. There are a bunch of them, but they have poor morale and little armor, so it will be easy to just defeat an entire bunch of them. Uh, Their weapons is they've got a mix of laser and slug thrower rifles. They do close one, near two, far one damage. And uh, while we're here on the reference point, so close is if you're in the same like zone as someone else. Near is if you're adjacent. And far is if you are two away. You cannot target someone three squares away unless you have an ability that like affects the entire battlefield or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're, and they also have access to um, certain powers. Um, so the options they're going to have available to them is pin down when they make an attack. Um, uh, so they make an attack, which would use the wep- the rifle weapons. Um, and if the target moves on their next turn, they take one damage. Um, there is split fire, which is make two attacks each against a different target. And then by time, tick the super weapon and reinforcements clocks. Ooh, fun. Um, you will yeah. notice on this map you've got... Um, down in the lower left corner, there's a couple clocks I have set up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I downloaded some special like ones that were made specifically for Blades in the Dark. I realized now I probably should have got the name for them. I will. I'll give them later, even though folks can't see. I think it's important to give credit. There's collateral, which you already talked about. Then there's also reinforcements. If reinforcements ticks up three times, um, more guys get to show up. <laughs> All right. And if and if super weapon ticks three times, uh, they will get to employ a big uh, a big thing. Uh, <laughs> it's not dissimilar. Yeah, it is not dissimilar to uh, to collateral in that it's going to like it, it's it'll be it'll probably hurt you. But there are also super weapons that do different things. Each different faction has a different selection of super weapons. I'm not going to like read them all off here, especially because I'm not sure which one I will use when the time comes. But I will say that it's not just going to instantly kill you all or like. Or, like, kill a bunch of civilians or whatever, okay. necessarily. It's just, you know, it is a consequence still. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's more I could explain about the tactical side of things, but I think the best way to start is just by kicking off this combat, then. Yeah. So, um, there's a very simple approach to how this goes, which, again, I realize, kind of similar to Into the Breach. Um, when combat starts, uh, you basically choose what order you go in, and all of you get to go before any of the bad guys go. Um, ah. and when, and when the bad guys go, just to give you, like, make you forewarned about what the options are, um, they can only do one thing for each activation, and, um, I can only activate a number of enemies equal to the currently active number of strikers. So um, the the entire all six of these guys will not be able to move against you at once. Okay. So we have an equal number of activations. Right. Okay, cool. Um, and so <laughs> when you take your turn, uh, you get to move and you get to take an action. You know what? Let me just go over to the. Let me just go to the page so I can read it off directly. Mm-hmm. To okay, yes. During their turn, a strike can make up to one move and up to one action. The move can be used. Okay, so the move, as one would expect, will move you from one zone to the other. Pretty simple. Um, you can also use your movement to redeploy. Um, I realize now that there's a lot of rules front-loading that I'm doing right now. Um, But it's explaining the game. This is how the game works. Um, So when you redeploy, here's a fun thing. So the map is so abstracted that most of the time, um, if you want to do something like take cover or get higher ground, you can do that in any zone you want to. Um, it's not a matter of like physically moving your token around. It's a matter of saying my guy is taking cover, and so um, when you re- and so you will be considered to then have access to that uh, little bonus wherever you move, unless something happens to disrupt it. Um, okay, yeah. So the available position tags are elevated when you find high ground with a lot of good firing solutions. An elevated unit can adjust the range by one when working out how much damage their weapon does. So that's a reason why melee is specifically locked to close. You don't get to like hit some. You don't get to like punch someone from further away when you're up high. Um, okay. F- for all of the purposes, the range remains what it is. 
Units in cover have put something between them and range attacks. A unit in cover takes minus one harm from near and far range attacks. So, you know, when you get hit, there'll be you'll get hit for less. Concealed units are using the terrain to hide their location. They cannot make far range attacks. You cannot make far range attacks against a concealed unit. You know what? I just realized I'm just gonna copy and all and paste all of this for convenience. Okay. Just to just to make sure that you've got easy access to it. Um, entrenched units are taking advantage of rough terrain, barricades, or the features of the battlefield that make approaching them difficult. When a unit enters an area where one or more other units are entrenched, every entrenched unit deals one harm to the moving unit. So, you know, setting up for attacks. Uh, when you've gone to ground, uh, all moves you make are protected moves. Oh yeah, sorry. Normally when you move out of a space that you are close with someone with, they can deal damage to you. But oh, okay. if it's a protected move, they can't. Um, so yeah, basically you can choose to give yourself these various defensive tags instead of moving from one zone to another. And I'm going to say that unlike when we played Icon that time, I have worked out a system of uh, of, of which like Roll20 little status markers will correlate to which one. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. cool. And so we won't have to arbitrate that. And so we can just give ourselves these tags if we succeed this roll. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sort of like a fate, reminds me. Yeah. Um, um, actually, so normally you don't actually have to roll at all. Oh, okay. Um, thanks for catching that. So, um, yeah, it says on the redeploy thing, uh, you only... So if you roll with control, you can find double terrain. Oh, okay. Which oh, would nice. give you two tags. But wow. you can find just one tag at any time for free. Okay, that's cool. Well, not for free. That helps clear things up. Also, I've got... Yeah. Control is my highest stat. That's interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you'll be able to like slip around a bunch. And then, so you can move, and you can also take an action. Um, attacking is an action, and um, a lot of your specific like playbook powers are also actions. If, a pl- if, the, if an ability you have does not specifically say that it's free or that it uses a move, then it uses an action. Okay. So, yeah. So you can oh, do... Okay. Yeah. So each time you have your turn, you can do, you can do a move and you can do an action. When the bad guys take their turn, each one of them can make a move or an action. Okay. So you've got a little bit of an advantage in that respect too. Okay. So I so think that lays out to, all. Of, oh yes. Just to clarify on the powers thing. So if I have a power that says, let's just say one grit comma move, is that an action plus a move? Or is that, that means just, it's a move? just a move? Okay, just wanted to just wanted to make sure because in the book it was it was written a little a little vaguely, so I just wanted to gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Sorry to sorry to interrupt. It's okay. So right now you are all on opposite sides of the playing field, as it were. None of you can, at least with your conventional attacks, uh, hit the bad guys from where you are now. Um, so what order do y'all want to go in? This is a situation where obviously you can get in pretty deep into the weeds with like the tactics of orders of operation and all that. Though for the first one, we're playing things kind of simple. It's fine to just kind of, just kind of rush in without coordinating. Well, well, here's, here's the thing is I've got a pretty, pretty hot opener here that I could do, um, that would... Drop because I've got the the uh, the empty step ability, which mm-hmm. allows me to exchange positions with a marked enemy, and I get to mark two enemies at the beginning of my turn. 
Um, so essentially, I could just grab a group of guys and drop <laughs> them on our on you know like right on your plate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Definitely, and and then I'm I'm in the shit in deployment <laughs> A now with my cool my cool lightning sword, um, where I can hit them immediately. That that's, that does sound pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, is, does that sound cool? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. So first, you're gonna mark two guys. Um, I, does it necessarily matter which squads you pick? Uh, it does. It does not matter since the, I'd be close to all of them, anyways. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm just going to mark two of them with a little blue dot. Perfect. Because yeah, that, the blue dot will become very important because every turn I mark two enemies, and so mm-hmm. yeah. So eventually they'll all be dead or marked, uh, which is also yeah. important for later. Hmm. So yeah, and now. Now, does your abil- do, do any of the abilities you're invoking here spend grit? Yes. Okay. Um, empty step is one grit and and move my move. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you will on each of your rolls, you should have like a list of what your grit stat is, and simply put, that re- represents a pool that you can spend. Um, yep. You are going to be regenerating grit as the fight goes on but it's not necessarily the most reliable system. We'll see how it goes when the when this round ends. Right. But, um, uh, so my grid is six, so I'm, I'm down to five, and I'll, I'll keep track of that. Okay, so yeah, you've laid out what you do. There aren't any roles necessary for what's uh, going on, so just uh, just narrate this. How's this, how's this happen? So, so yeah, um, I think... Uh, so first off, we dock... Uh, 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 contact is in the is in the the console still, um, and so the the suit walks over and kind of like bends down and you know whoop, like picks <laughs> picks up the orb uh, by the neck, uh, and um, and uh, you know the uh, I assume the there's like a cool uh, uh, sort of bulkhead that we have to or not bulkhead what's the word uh, port uh, port docking port that we have to go through yeah um, and so like immediately. Uh, as as the the doors open, um, uh, there's uh, well to say that contact turns dramatically is kind of silly because it's really the the suit <laughs> turns. Right, contact is just an orb, um, and is is always circular in that way, um, and so uh, they they sort of send out a, a little. Um, a little like like arcane beam from their from their uh, pointer finger and their index finger, um, uh, and it like sort of uh, I I I'm not sure exactly what this looks like. If you if you guys got cool ideas like for what a, what the mark would look like, um, mm. like they it it affects a group of these guys right mm-hmm. it affects 12 right, yeah. guys out of, yeah. out of the 72 that we're dealing with here mm-hmm. so it's like a big selection maybe like uh maybe they start glowing slightly or something i was yeah. honestly thinking about like the fps language we've got right now if they do just have like a weird little aura around like you know their models that would seem pretty fitting yeah, yeah. Do, so i think that. that's or like a bright blue white just sort of mark somewhere on them like on their helmets or like 
chest oh, or something. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think we take both of those ideas. There, they have nice. a. There's a slight blue aura around them, and then also like in the mid, like on their foreheads, there's like a, you know, <laughs> a, a glowing, like like bright blue. All it's it's glowing so bright that it has a white outline around it, but it's like a blue mark on their foreheads, it, like sh- shining through their helmets and stuff. All right. Um, and so then, uh, with that being done, uh, uh, contact's, uh, suit snaps its fingers and lightning strikes from nowhere. And all of a sudden six guys are standing out, uh, standing right outside the, uh, the, the docking port and contact is now standing in the midst of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I assume and I, your next and action. I'd, I'd like to point out also that uh, their mark, the guys that I teleported, their mark is uh, is consumed, so they are no longer yeah. marked okay. in that gotcha. way. Okay, good and to so, know. Uh, with my with my next with my action, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking carve into some fools. Okay, is what I'm gonna um, do. The only point of distinction here is: Are you attacking the other squad you have marked, or? Uh, one of the ones you have not. Um, let's see. I think I will attack the... This is setting up for a larger tactical move later, so I think I will attack one of the ones that I have not. Okay, then. Uh, alright. Well, you do not need to roll. You just do damage, and I believe that was three, you said? It's close three. Okay. You just... You like like you said, it is. You just start carving into them. Um, it is not enough to immediately like you know break the squad. Uh, you, there's still like you, you know like let's let's say for convenience's sake that you it, just immediately kill like like three of the twelve guys or so. Sure. Uh, and uh, the the others are not happy about that, but they are like holding their ground for now at least. Um. And yeah, so that is your turn. Um, and so who wants to go next? Hmm. Uh, I can go, or you can... Okay, sure. All right, so uh, to go back to how movement, how far can I move in one turn? Um, is it just one space, I assume? Or... I believe it is one space. Okay. Okay, yeah, when the unit moves, they move from the area they're in to an adjacent area. That's it. But it is noted, um, a unit which moves out of close range is subject to a free attack from the units they're moving away from after they move. So, so, okay. And that would be then a mirror attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wait, um. A close attack. uh, No, it 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 would would be be after I move. Yeah. Oh, it's after you move. Okay, sorry. Okay, so um, I guess I'm not that, not too worried about the, or at least, I, so the attack of opportunity, they just sort of do damage, however much damage to they me automatically, would, I assume? Yep, they would just do, their attack is near two, so they would do two damage against you. Ah, um, okay. You could use your move to um, entrench yourself, wait, no, not entrench, um, got, you could use your move to... Um, go to ground, which would make all of your movements protected, you just would not be able to also move that turn. Yeah, I get you. Okay. 
Sorry, I'm looking at uh, one of my powers where um, it makes an enemy attack against me from near or far range become weak and uh, do like retali retaliation damage. Ah. It costs two grit though, so that would be half of it right off the bat. But uh, just in the interest of trying things out, I think that's going to be my plan. Like my plan okay. for the turn is to move up in here and so I can get uh, more of these squads in far range. For my mirror. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, so sorry. Could you repeat to me what that uh, what the move you're sorry what the uh, ability you're using is? Sure. Uh, it says Coriolis grit uh, two grit free. An enemy attack against you at near or far range becomes weak, so one damage. And if you have a weapon capable of attacking at that range, you deal two harm to the attacker. Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, the free would have, so like you moved up, I would have like declared the attack, and then you spend the grit to do that, basically. Two grit. So, um, so yeah, you just sort of, so these guys are just like there, uh, they're just, they're trying to figure out what the hell just happened. They start raising their guns against you, you're just like, okay, bye, and you just walk away, um, they, they're like, hey, watch it, punk, and they shoot at you, and then you are able to use an ability that both reduces the damage to one and does damage to them yes okay which cool. i think is probably his like i figure they're probably like shooting him in the back while he's walking away and he's got like that sort of exaggerated anime blood splatter like like uh -huh. his blood pressure is just crazy like oh my god <laughs> Like and like he's just he's just tanking it because he's a he's a ghoul and he doesn't care. But the uh, gotcha. But I figure like the blood starts lashing out on its own in oh midair. Like there's like snakes and bats and shit made out of his blood. That's attacking <laughs> oh, people. Sick. That's so good. And you said it does two damage. Two damage. Yeah. Two harm. Okay. Yeah. So yep. You have cut. You've cut the that squad's HP in half. With that, like, guys are going out. <laughs> oh wow! It's, it's entirely po it's entirely possible that you're they're just like this could be depending on how you want to do this. Either like guys are getting like sliced up or melted or whatever by this blood, or this could be like morale damage and they're just running away. Um, I like the idea that the there's there's some slicing, but it's probably mostly morale. It's like a real I get you. horror show in here. I get you. It's okay, well, you still have uh, one action left. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to, you know, I was just trying to move a square. Jeez. Sorry, Quinn, I was trying to leave <laughs> for you. <laughs> but, um, okay. So I've already used a quarter of my health and half of my grit. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so for far range, would I be able to reach... I'm just yes. curious as to, like, all the way to the deployment zone? Yeah, you can get all the way to the deployment zone because the, the zone you are in now is, like, it basically says when counting the number of zones between two things, just go for the lowest number. Oh, yeah. And this is sort of curved in a weird way. Um, but you could, like, say, go from the zone you are in to the upper middle one and then to the other one. So, yeah, I would call that. I would just call that far. Okay. Well then, I will make a uh, just a regular uh, mirror attack at far range. So that's uh, far two arcane. Okay, are you doing this against the squad that's already been damaged or a fresh one? Oh, um, makes sense to take down the damaged one. I feel like. Okay, cool. Um, 
Well, they then they are, in fact, taken out. And, you know, that, I assume, is uh, based on what we've established before. It most, mostly comes down to, like, more lethal takedowns. Um, you, you know, you pull out your thing and start, like, hexing people. Like, you mentioned, like, blood boiling is an imagery that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely, like, a couple of left who like see this happening to their squad mates and are smart enough to just like bail before you have to finish them off. Okay. Like they 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 have very disproportionate numbers re- relative to their HP. So like you probably only ha- like you might not even like have to actually kill like half of them before the rest just bail. That makes sense. Yeah. In terms of individual squads that is. The uh you still have uh four other squads over there in that deployment area. Okay. Um, and now, last, Quinn. Uh, you are the last one left back in the deployment zone, which I guess is just sort of the ramp immediately outside of your ship. Mm-hmm. And there is a... Uh, th- there is a... a new <laughs> there is a substantially demoralized squad of guys right next to you. <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, although I do have a question. So I've got these mm-hmm. guys next to me, and then the other squad of guys, are they within far range? Or... yeah, they- The ones... Um, the, the... Everyone else is presently um, beyond far range. Okay. Far range is two zones away from you. Those are three. by any particular metric then um for now what i'm going to do is um oh i actually know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna move up to here so that's gonna be my move um are you willing to get attacked as a result oh yeah that's right i have to get attacked for that don't i uh in that case let's change let's change things up a little bit um, yeah. You could say attack and then move if you wanted mm-hmm. to. So, gain. F- What's a redeploy, by the way? Sorry, just to. Oh, redeploy is getting the position tags. Okay. And you, like, do it instead of moving normally. Okay. For now, I am just going to attack the group that is now standing next to me. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to attack the group next to me with uh, my extremely cool chain axe. Okay, cool. Um, Well, there's no roll or whatever. They've got two hit points and that thing does like three hit points, right? Okay, yeah, so you immediately just, like, bisect, like, three of them at once and the rest go running. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Okay. Got that monster and then you- Um, what is your- what is your freehand weapon, by the way? That's a backup pistol. Oh, it's a backup pistol, okay. Just- I just wanted to make sure, because, uh, if it was a second melee weapon, you would actually have a thing that could kill a full squad in one hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> But also, uh, if we can, if for example, if um, uh, if uh, con- if we can find a way to make one of controls attack, sorry, one of uh, contacts attacks powerful, that would also be able to take out an entire squad in one hit. I've been I've been thinking about that as well. <laughs> okay, 
And so after doing that, do you uh, you can then you can still also do a move after an attack if you want yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do instead. Uh, I'm going to move okay, forward cool. one and just get ready for next turn. Okay, cool. So yeah, now we currently have uh, the deployment zone, which has uh, four guys in it, um, and uh, also and also I keep on saying control for some reason. Maybe I'm thinking about that video game, but also contact. <laughs> um, and then uh, two square, two zones away from that, so, uh, sort of like I think the what this would be in fiction is just sort of like a big sort of like dock area. Um, I mean, the whole thing is like the docking zone, but I'm honestly picturing like individual docks in a weird way, you know, um, like elevated portions. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. We've got the other two advancing, um, and so now the uh, now I get to activate three of the remaining four guys. So, let's see. Um, these, they're, immediate, they're immediately turning. They've got... They have got you right there. Um, they don't want to just run away and get cut down. As Well, actually, I don't know if you can do that now that I think about it. You don't have yeah. any close attacks. Oh, all I have are close attacks. I don't have right. any near oh. attacks. Oh, right, right, N- near, right. Sorry. Yeah, I think they could just. Uh, I think they could just fuck off. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Um. And they are all far distance away. From the others. Um, I think that what happens is. One of them is going to sort of move to the side. The other one, which is the marked one, is going to move to the other side. Like one squad is flanking left and one side is flanking right. Um, um, Just in case, I might have just missed it, but did we do drops for the one unit that uh, fell? Oh, I thought... I, I got that out of turn. I was thinking about drops in terms of what happened at the end of the round, but it's after it is after all the PCs go, isn't it? That's what it says here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being on top of things. Oh no, we're so, trying to learn how this works. It's pretty interesting. Okay. So, um, because this is a because this is a video game, like as these guys get like shot down, they are like literally dropping like ammo packs and grenades and like health kits and stuff um and so for each squad that was killed we're going to roll a d6 and i'm just gonna put that in uh, gameplay and that's 2d6 right yeah yep okay so that is a six and a three um ellie are you looking at the page because yeah so roll one die for every enemy defeated on a one or two it's one health and on a three to six it drops one grit Okay, cool. so awesome. you now have two grit that you can distribute amongst yourselves. So, um, you, there are, yeah, so... Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's so Doom. Okay, I love... <laughs> yeah. So Doom that's 2016, great. that's literally, like, push-forward gameplay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking, too. Did, uh, yeah. Contact use any grit? I, I did, but I've got six to oh, wow, yeah. start with so so you, you if you need it by all means take it i've still got two left i mean no you can take it i haven't split it yet either 
Yeah, okay. go for it. Just take it then. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Theovor is back to already, already back to full grit after that gross little display. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So that happens. Then those guys start moving, and then one squad is going to stay in the original deployment area, and um, they're going to use the ability uh, pin down. Um, they saw like how bad Quinn fucked those guys up, <laughs> and so they so they attack them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at range far, so it's only going to do damage one. And then if you move again next turn, um, you will automatically take another point of damage. So yeah, you are. So like they are shooting at you. You're getting shot. It's not like you know you're you're kind of getting grazed at this distance. But they're also just continuing to shoot at you. So like if you proceed, you're going to take more bullets and laser fire and stuff. Okay. All right. Um, that is the end of the first turn. Um, the end of the first round. Uh, so at the start of the next one. Uh, you will guys all get to go in whatever order you please. So. Let's see. Well, I know what my next move is, but I don't necessarily have to go first. Yeah, if we take out time. the uh, the person doing the covering fire, does that cancel it? Um, you know what? I'm not certain. Um, let me just... I... Sorry, let me hmm. Also, that's, by that's... saying if I move... Then it's like I'm using a move attack, right? Like I'm actually using um, my move ability. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a yeah. So there's a diff. Yeah, but um. Oh yeah, it just says if the target moves on their next turn, they take one damage. I don't see any other uh, yeah. qualifiers. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So if you yeah, if you redeploy, that would not count. For example. Okay. Then I know what I want to do because I don't think this counts as a move. Okay. Um. I have something called hunt, which allows me to teleport to anything at far range. <laughs> oh shit! Oh yeah, uh, teleports are automatically protected moves, so that that checks out. Yeah. If if it's wrong, Chris can let us know. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. Uh. So does that? Damn. So is that like? Does that use a move action or an action? Uh, it's just an action. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a move action. It's um. It just says hunt okay, to cool. grit. Choose an enemy at far range and teleport into their area, then do them to harm. Damn, okay. Uh, who are you doing that against, and what does this look like? Do you literally teleport, or is it a matter of, like, you running really fast, or I can imagine, like, you just, like, jump, doing, like, a super jump or something, yeah, that's you know? Yeah, too, is that, like, it's not an actual teleport, because Quinn doesn't do any of the arcane stuff, like the other two. Right. Um, I think they literally just kind of, like are being pinned down and kind of look around for a moment. Like they're just taking everything in and then uh-huh. plant a heel uh, and kick off. And, uh, and they're just <laughs> gone. Just move so fast. Like it's that whole, it's that Dragon Ball Z shit where they're moving too fast yeah. to be seen. Um, hi, hi. Exactly. <laughs> and then just like literally appear in front of the whole squad with chainsword in hand. Uh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, you and yeah, so you, yeah, you just zoop, you do two harm mm-hmm. to them automatically. Excellent. Um, and you still have a move left if you want to. Then, well, you know, moving out of that space would allow them to attack you, or you could uh, redeploy if you wanted to get some uh, some like positioning. Yeah. So gone to ground would prevent you from being hit if you moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I guess 
unit cover, right? Like you could take cover after doing, um, after doing damage because it takes negative. I guess that means I'm taking damage, though, right? Well, okay, so. Units in cover, I've put them something solid between them and range attacks. A unit in cover takes minus one harm from near and far range attacks. So if someone was, say, attacking you with, like, if these guys were using their near two attack mm-hmm. against you, it would only do one. And if they were using their far one against you, it would do zero. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, let's do it on um, the ground. I actually like that idea a lot. Because it's like everything well, becomes protected, right? Uh, Okay, yeah, gone to ground is... um. Well, so what I just described was cover. Mm-hmm. Gone to ground is when you make your moves, it's protected so you don't automatically get attacked. Yeah. Oh, okay. So gone to ground is you're using a tight, cramped, difficult to navigate terrain. Um, how do you see that happening? Are you like ducking? Be- are you like weaving between like crates and stuff? Yeah. Or like. I think okay, that, like, cool. Quinn is doing the thing where they do basically kind of like a, like they just burst in and do a big attack. And then are just kind of like shock and awing where they, they attack hard and then just kind of dart in between, you know, like crates and ships and stuff like that to, you know, avoid uh, the enemy. Gotcha. And for future reference, I've still got to find it on the thing. I have noted down that for gone to ground, I'm using this little boot symbol. Oh, nice. I also found a way to give myself a health bar in, in Roll20. Which yeah, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. I should do that, too. Because um, it makes keeping track of health and grit way easier. Okay. All right. Rec- so correctly. for Green the... Green is health in that. And... Yeah. Okay, so for the other two, uh, how are you going about this? Uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, uh, my, my next move here is, uh, first off, I'm going to mark the two... Uh, the two that I'm with. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Gonna give them the little blue dot. And uh, then I'm going to use Malediction. Ooh. Uh, which is one grit and my move. Uh, target one marked enemy and consume their mark. All arcane attacks against them are powerful until the start of their next turn. Oh hell yeah! And so I so yeah I'm just going to uh, so, and then I'm going to attack that one. Uh, okay. So so this what this looks like is uh, is contact sort of extends their their hand that doesn't have the the cool sword in it and sort of like siphons the the arcane essence uh. like like off of their aura. And then, but like the mark stays, like the like the the little circle on their right, forehead right. stay, oh, but yeah. like the aura is gone. And then now it's like uh, it's just like a crackling lightning ball in their hands, and they sort of s- are in their hand, and they sort of spread it out over their sword, and then do uh, um, what is it uh, the iajutsu right? Like they just like. They essentially just like do a draw slash motion yeah. and just cut through all of the guys all at once. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay, so that's a squad taken out in one move. Well, technically a, a move and an action, but. So that is one grit down. So that's four now. All right. And uh, so, so wait the. The ability you just used was a... F- the power you just used was free, right? Outside the power of you used was my move. 
Oh, okay. It was it was move. Okay, sorry, I got mixed up. Yeah. Okay then. All right then. Then that is a whole turn. Um, and so uh, yeah, it is uh, it's Theo now. Okay. Well, he's in a good spot for his most powerful long range attacks. I'm gonna look in here. Uh, I'm gonna use my move action to redeploy and give Theo the in cover tag. Okay. So minus one harm from near and far. Okay, yeah, I assume it's this just you stepping behind some crates or pallets or whatever. Yeah, and since I do have an arcane attack, um, I want to take advantage of one of the marked ones. Um, the two that are marked up there now, are either of them damaged? Um, no. Okay. All right. Um, oh, if you could do exactly two harm to either one of these guys, that would be great. <laughs> ah, well, you are in luck. That is the that is the strength of my uh, far weapon here. Although it is arcane, I think I'll get it to three. <laughs> is three good too, or does it have to be exactly two? Oh no, it, three is fine as well. Uh, I've just got a I've got an AOE that I can do next turn on everyone oh. who's marked. Oh, that's tight. Okay, <laughs> so um, all right, I'm not going to bother uh, disrupt. Oh wait, that's that'd be the next turn after I go. So actually, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, spend one grit for. Uh... Oh wait, I'm going to wait until I attack and then spend one grit. Sorry, I'm reading how the power works. Okay. Disrupt, but uh, yeah, the one on the right of the map where no one. Neither one of them. Yeah. Neither none of us are in the uh, their zone. I'm gonna pick them for the far two uh, arcane attack. Okay. And, uh, spend one grit as a free action. Use disrupt, which is a squad that you just attacked cannot activate during the next GM turn. Ooh, Ooh. nasty. Okay, I will put a little sad mask on it to, to designate <laughs> that. Yeah. So. So just because we're using it all for the first time, uh, how do you see that as, like, playing out? Are they, like, befuddled by, like, I don't know, are they, like, mentally stunned? Are they being, like, harried by imps or whatever? Um, I like, maybe their, like, guns are just temporarily jammed. Like, I hexed their oh, guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's great. Like the guys, I and it's that. always Sunny assumed that the witches were doing to their muskets in the one episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> I cursed their guns. Uh, so they're either jamming or just like not working, just temporarily. Excellent. That is that is good. Okay, that is a whole turn. Um, only, let's see, yeah, only one squad was actually taken out. Um, and so I'm just gonna roll one d six. That is a five. So there's an extra grit that comes back. If you don't mind, I'd like to pick that up. Yeah, go for it. All right. Ding. This is okay. Yeah. Um. Now the uh. Let's see. Now the rest of them can go, except for the one who cannot go. Well, that was a very useful little uh, ability to <laughs> to bring in. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, and I know exactly what um everyone else is going to do. Um. Uh, they are uh, so both of the other two for their one activation. They are going to uh, use the ability to 
ability by time. Basically what happens is that like a majority of the guys in the squad are going to just start like laying out like oppressive fire, like suppressing fire or whatever um, at the rest of you while guys in the back start like they, they like bring up their little communicators and are like, hey, we need some backup. We need guns, whatever the fuck you got. And so um, so when uh, by time is used, I tick the super weapon and reinforcements clocks. So so both of them are now picked uh have been ticked two times out of three and so um if either one of them gets ticked again their effect will go off Um, they could have just like and so uh, so that disrupt was a really useful here actually (laughs) because they could have just gotten that for free oh boy i got the walkie talkies too thank goodness for magic Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah so uh the definitely yeah uh that's uh I think also, like, you know, I, I I love the idea of you hexing the walkie-talkies, but also, um, if it was just their guns, they would not be able to buy time as effectively. That's too. true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the end of that turn, and so it's the start of a new one. Um, how are we going? What are we... So, like, if any of these guys are left alive, well, you know, left in, in action at the end of this turn, they will be able to call in reinforcements and fire off their super weapons so how are you going to seal the deal on this so um i've got a dope aoe that i could do okay okay Uh, it it deals two damage to everybody that is marked by me which would be everybody at the beginning of my turn um so that's one way we could go about it it do it does cost two grit and i don't know how regaining grit works in between combats um, you w- um, we probably get a bunch of grit just from the drops, and then yeah. I think we gain like That's one true. health or something. I'd have to look. Um, I I just I'm I'm just thinking about like if, if there's a more economical way that we can take take care of these guys, that works too. Um, I could do I could do that same trick I just did last time with the guy I'm standing next to, as well, where I just you know all all in one all in one hit. Um, and then we've got the. I believe the other two are wounded, right? Uh, the one next to Quinn yeah. is wounded, and mm-hmm. then the the one who was disrupted is wounded. Right. So so we could also just each take out one guy. Yeah. Um. So how, however you guys want to do it, I'm I'm cool either way. Um, uh, I can take out my guy because I don't even think he's marked by you either. He would be at the beginning of my turn. Oh, okay. Um, I see. So, so I could either do an AOE, which takes out two and leaves one uh, wounded to be to be taken out by someone else, or we just all take out our individual person. Um, let's take out the individual guy for now, just to um. Because I don't know, like, how much grit and health we'll get back at the end of this yeah, round. True. So. And and also, why why use the uh, the super move in the first fight? Okay. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. Well, I'll do it just to look at the ult, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um so yeah uh, I I don't have to go first then uh but uh you you kind of know what I'm up to uh. If you two know what you're doing, then we can just kind of figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll probably uh, keep attacking the uh, group I disrupted last round. 
Okay. Perfect. Just, okay. And uh, that does that's two arcane again. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Too too far. All right then. Then you just you just take them out. Simple as. They are trying. They're busy trying to unjam their guns and their walkie talkies, and you are able to put the hex on them pretty easy. And the ones left standing uh, become the ones left running. All right. Yeah, um, I think Quinn is going to do the same thing where they uh, they've been kind of weaving in and out of of like tight spaces and stuff, and then just as like this like mental image in my head of these like mooks trying to find them. And they've kind of wandered their way into all being in the same area again. Like, they're all a little too close to each other again without realizing it. Uh Uh, And Quinn just, like, bursts out from their hiding spot and just chains, like, you know, (laughs) axe chains through a handful of them to send the others running for their lives. Yep. Like a fucking Dead Rising boss. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was specifically imagining the thing, like, this isn't a bunch of things. It's, a, but like, for, I think I was specifically remembering uh, the way it's implemented in Batman Arkham Asylum, how you'll have these walkways with, like, grates over them mm-hmm. and then little, like, tunnels that you just zoom around <laughs> yeah. in, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, there's just the one left. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll... I know how you're going to do it. Yeah, I'll spend a spend a grit in my move for malediction uh, to remove the mark and gain powerful, and uh, then I, I on my arcane attacks, and then I'm I'm just gonna chop them chop them to bits. I I mean the uh, what what it looks like is that the the storm beneath the surface of of the orb uh, starts uh, starts churning, and. Uh, and the you know the the lightning gets somehow even more lightningy and more like more more uh, excited than mm-hmm. it had been before and just uh, uh, I think I think this is now a like with this group it's like a chain attack like uh-huh. like I think it's literally like uh, contact stabs one of them and it, the lightning arcs between oh. the guys and it's it's gnarly it's so bad. all right well you have cleared out this encounter um let me just formally read out what happens then the fight ends when either all the strikers or all the enemies are defeated if all the strikers are defeated then the mission ends in failure and you move back to downtime luckily that didn't happen if all the enemies are defeated the gm rolls one last set of drops um and if any of you were like downed right now health could be allocated to them from those drops and also you will all regain one health and one grit um so let's just see how the drops play out that is 3d6 okay that is a three a two and a two okay so one point of grit and then two points of health on top of the that so that's the central pool and then you all get the plus one to both of them so With uh, plus one health and grit, I'm actually good. So you can y'all can split those up. Um, I just need. I've already. I'm already full back up on health. So I just need um some grit recovered because I'm down three out of five. Oh, take it. Okay. Cool. I'm not, I'm five out of six, so I'm good. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Picking up these wards. Um, delete. Exactly. Yeah. And I will reset the clocks. I think uh, one one little detail also about uh, Contact's uh, uh, horror show is that like 
a piece of like viscera lands on the orb and it just like pssst, yeah like vaporizes. Oh, no. yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's like a bug zapper actually. It's like and then it like it flies off as like a little a little like fried nugget of guy. Oh, oh my god. That was a horrible <laughs> okay. sentence. Um so let's see. So you so with that all taken care of, I assume you proceed to like move through the big old bay door that the guys came through, yeah. you know, because like where else are you gonna go? Um, I think, yeah, I th- I imagine you just like kind of casually like strolling through, like as you are sort of preceded by like a like a little wave of dudes just scrambling. Um, and so let's see. So I think that you kind of. You exit out into um, what is sort of the main body of at least this section of Kronos. And I think that, like, it's sort of extending the um, Vanquish imagery where it's a lot more open space than you would expect. But also it's so open that it makes the shape of the station very apparent in a weird kind of way. Like, Mm. um... Like... You are, like, you're presently, like, like, there's sort of a central, like, extended long hub of the station itself. That Well, okay. So, like, for the station, I imagine just, like, there's a central, like, long, thin cylinder that the entire thing, like, turns on, you know? Mm-hmm. And you are in, like, a habitat area that is sort of like a, um, not unlike... It, 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 it's wrapped around that hub, not unlike like a pool noodle, you know. <laughs> it is a hall. It's like it's like a hollow cylinder where if I'm complicating this way too much, you are walking <laughs> on the floor. You're walking on is like built directly on top of like the sort of the central hub, and then above that there's the ceiling. But because it's also open, you, the curvature of the central hub is like immediately apparent, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you can see down a long ways, but then things kind of disappear to your sides. Okay. And there's like, and it's, and the, and it's, and it's pretty wild. You've, you've been in space stations before and like, they usually don't work quite like this. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of open concept space stations, <laughs> but there's a lot of like <laughs> science going on here. And so rather than everything being divided up into like individual like bulkheads and things there's like buildings and stuff here Mm -hmm. um i think it's got sort of there's a certain degree of like maybe even there are places where like someone has like planted a tree or something like that um so it's all got sort of a weird sort of like campus vibe however um and you've been here before you know you've swung by as a part of just doing odd jobs here in amaret um but it is um, it is definitely very different now. You do not have it, it. Normally, you would have like a lot of scientists just kind of like milling about and like having lattes and things and chatting like ah, brilliant. <laughs> you, there would just be a bunch of like half life. There would just be a bunch of half life scientists everywhere being like, Look, like I wonder how the experiment is going to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Eureka! I um, concur. Yeah, exactly. The world's smallest cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> um there is um there is not that presently if you see any scientists they are looking like they're kind of like darting from place to place um and while 
And there's like a bunch of like signs that have been put up. They've like sh- they've like shifted immediately into like just dystopia takeover stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like like someone has just like written in like like sloppily in paint, just like get back to work on one wall. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> there's probably somewhere where before there was like a big old hologram that was constantly displaying like a 3D readout of the Amarat system and just like showing like how things were progressing or whatever someone has reprogrammed that and there is now you get your first vision of the immortal caesar because there is like a static 3d image of him that's sort of rotating and so he's this guy he is in you can clearly see that he is like in power armor like um i'm think like like spartan power armor you know Mm -hmm. um He's got kind of got like a Master Chief thing going on, but he also has got like a, a cape that he has on over the armor. So nice. like that's the kind of vibe he's going on. And but he's got the helmet off and you can see his face. And I knew from the start I wanted to do just like a face cast thing. You know, I was like, who's an actor I can get to play this guy? And I waffled between a bunch of different things until I decided on the perfect one. <laughs> it's Dave Batista. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And it is specifically, uh, like, this is not, like, pro wrestler Batista. This is, like, modern-day Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing little glasses, Damn but you it. get the sense that, like, when he is, like, in it, like, because this is for, like, the propaganda hologram or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you do get the, but, like, I will give you this for free. When he is just in his little study or whatever, and he does have to read, like, reports or whatever, he does put on some little glasses. <laughs> I love Dave yeah. Batista's little glasses in, Brit- in Blade Runner. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people keep on finding exa- excuses to get him in little glasses. And it's... He's such a big guy. You want to put him in little glasses? It's funny. It's good. Yeah, exactly. They don't because they um, got a place on him like they would on like The Rock, right? Like you exactly, could still believe yeah. that Dave Batista could play like a, like a scientist, like a big, extremely jacked scientist. Also, he just loves yeah. wearing colored sunglasses. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I can yeah. see my mind's eyes always is... with this. <laughs> what a guy yeah um and like as as you're like walking out into this and like everyone is uh (laughs) looks so good but um (laughs) we're just looking at pictures of sunglasses yeah batista fan we're pivoting to a dave batista fan cast (laughs) yeah um but uh as uh like as these guys are like scattering in front of you, um, one of them like bumps into someone else, and that someone else it immediately like responds with like, "Watch where you're going, you fool! Aren't you supposed aren't you supposed to be dealing with that security trouble up at the docks?" And the person here is. Um, so, like, sort of jumping immediately from one kind of extreme example to another, um, I I could have thought up, like, a face cast of, like, an actual actor for this guy, but, like, um, I keep on thinking about, uh, uh, uh I, I keep on thinking about Dr. Lobato from Psychonauts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Instantly. Um... <laughs> uh, not not exactly that. If you were able to make that guy like a like closer to being a real person and not like kind of a vaguely like mod flavored 
Um, like, you know, oh, cartoon dude. He's blue. Um, <laughs> I had to look him up. Uh, sorry. Is from, still blue? From Psycho. Um, oh, maybe I got the no, wrong guy. No. Dr. Lobato. Oh. Um, I'm assuming I'm getting the name right. It's a play on lobotomy, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy. He's blue. He's got the red and, red and green eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is like that. He does not have like the shower cap on over his <laughs> head, That's but good. Um, but he does um, he does just have like a very pronounced like forehead that does just like have like a like a big metal plate attached over it or whatever with some little like lights beeping on it. Oh boy! Um, so yeah, um, and he kind of has this like, and he's and so he unlike. He is dressed up like a scientist, but he does have, like, the little green, like, armband on Mm -hmm. that you've seen the same as these, like, conscript guys you've been dealing with. And behind him is, like, sort of this fearful gaggle of other scientists, some of whom you do recognize. So you get the impression that this guy is part of the new management. Okay. And he just bumped into us and was extremely (laughs) good. No, um, he didn't. He he bumped into uh, one of the guys who's running away from you, oh, who good. is going to respond by immediately pointing back at you and <laughs> running again. <laughs> so you actually, having seen this, you have like kind of a window to like make a make a first impression before he can do something. So where do you go? Contact waves. Hello. <laughs> I mean, do we want a hostage? We could take a hostage. Yeah, no, right we're now. taking this guy hostage for sure. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe <laughs> Theodore just like. I feel like that's a conversation that Theo and Quinn have out loud. Yeah, Theo. Theo just tosses an arm over the scientist's shoulder, like he just like points the gun in his face, and like, "Hey, we are the security problem. So how about we walk and talk?" <laughs> That is great. I'm not. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. To be perfectly honest, um, good because I was angling um, to make it a control roll, and I feel like I do pretty well. Yeah. Um. This will like. I think that. Hmm. It. Actually, I'm trying to think. Would I? I think that. I think for now, the the immediate response is like, like it goes. Eep! Um, and, <laughs> um, uh, and, and like, just immediately, like, like, clams up, puts his, like, hands in front of himself, um, is, his, like, the big, like, bravado he was throwing around, <laughs> um, is immediately dispelled. And as a result of this, the gaggle of scientists behind him immediately, like... <laughs> Stop cowering so much. Yeah, I think like, I do think oh. when like nods at the other gaggle of scientists, like, "Hey guys, bad day, huh?" Yeah, I think. Well, so again, most of them are like, <laughs> I. So we're we're jumping around a little bit with like the vibe of things, but like I do earnestly think that like this is a video game in the same way that like masks is a comic book and stuff. I think a lot of these are just kind of like maybe two character models that have been, that have been like recycled a bunch. There's like a bald one and one that has their hair up in a bun, but other than that, they're completely androgynous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But they just have less is, polygons, you know? Exactly, yeah. But you can tell, but there is like a named NPC among them uh, because going right back to the face cast, I'm just having fun with this. Um, there is uh, there's a scientist uh, played by D- Peter Dinklage there. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Nice. So uh, he just sort of like 
walks forward and like and like sort of gives like a like sort of a smug rueful look up at the um guy you are now holding hostage and says like oh like oh what did he actually say um i think i think just because we've established you've been here before you probably know this guy this is brian wexler um he's one of the scientists here he's not like the head scientist or whatever but like he's he he's like a big enough deal that like he's usually the people the one that you have talked to you know as mm-hmm. opposed to this these gaggle of like scientist number ones and scientist number twos um he's seen you before i don't think he's seen you like like waving weapons around before <laughs> um and so he's like he's he's oh thank god like i'm so glad that someone's finally here is uh it, it, like he sort of like looks over your shoulder as if he's like expecting like a squad or whatever to like be behind you. It's like, <laughs> did you did you bring anyone else or it's just or like because if it's just you, I I suggest we get out of here and reform to regroup. Do you make a new plan for retaking the station? Oh no, that won't be necessary. We got we got yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, having more people with violence. Yeah, they just get in the way. Really, I mean. It's more of a it's more of a force versus numbers sort of thing. What what are we what are you here to do? Oh, I would just kill, kill every. Mm, yeah, she they got it. <laughs> <laughs> just like literally pointing at the at the the uh, invader scientist, I guess. Just points at the guy yeah. with the green armband. Points is like, oh yeah, we're just here to kill all these guys. Don't worry about it. You guys should probably find some place to, I don't know, lay low. <laughs> yeah, Theo waves at like the emperor head. It's like, yeah, this whole uh, this whole Caesar thing. We're gonna take care of that. It might take a while, and it might be a big mess, but uh, we're not gonna half-ass it. I want you to know that. <laughs> I think that that like at th- at this point, um, uh, with both your stated intentions and uh, like the the incredible cockiness you're throwing around, I think that the guy is going to try and, like, slip out of your grasp. So now roll control. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, gameplay. Like, he's so, like, he's such a beanpole, I think that what happens is instead of trying to, like, force his way out, he tries to just sort of, like, draw his shoulders up and just, like, slip out, you know, <laughs> just down. So I, I rolled a number, right? Left yeah, you rolled the number, yeah. And oh, I got a six. So that, that's okay, just... yeah. Okay. Um, I guess in that case, the situation is: um, Do you want to tighten your grip, or just like you you want the hostage, right? So, yeah, I think that what happens is you are able to like recapture him in a way that makes it impossible for him to pull that move again. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think Theo looks over and he sees he's got his arm around like a jacket without a guy in it and he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> just one second. And he like, he like turns around and he grabs the guy who's running in the other direction and just like has him in a headlock after that with that long yeah, noodle head perfect. of his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, his head is so big that it's actually the perfect way to restrain him. Um, so he is, yeah, he is just in that like lock now and um is uh and i but but i think because of that he's like lets loose like with the rambling again which is like are you arrogant worms who do you think you are the immortal caesar has broken the boundaries of death itself and he's going to take us all with him into this incredible new utopia of destruction finally i have somewhere where i'm respected 
and you can't take that away from me. And you've already taken it away from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Theodore has never heard somebody so excited to be buried under a pyramid. Like, by <laughs> yeah. not even his pyramid, somebody else's pyramid is like one of the yeah. guys. It's like, geez. I guess you can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. No accounting for taste, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, Dr. Wexler will probably like step in. Like, I don't. I don't know how much you've heard, but uh, he's had us, um, and he gestures at the team but behind him. God, he's had us working on just the most horrible things for the last two days. The man's trying to build the better mousetrap, but a mousetrap that you shoot out of a gun at people. And that's, <laughs> I started that as just a, just a, a metaphor, but now that I think about it, some of the devices we've been working on are pretty close to that. It's a completely outside of the sort of science we were hoping to do here and he really does not take i'm an astrophysicist for an answer <laughs> well um it, you should have your place back here in a little bit oh i do wish you could show me around though well i might be able to help you out a little bit with that um you see uh, this is that might not be as easy as you think because uh, the security forces you just dispersed aren't the only security forces here, and mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, he's not the only mad scientist. Um, they've got a whole team in, but uh, they're uh, they're stationed uh, further up the tube, and he just sort of you know points. And I think I think there's kind of a cool effect where like the further you go up, like down the ring. Well, down the tube mm-hmm. uh, from sort of the entry point, the buildings sort of become larger and more complex, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they become more sort of like weird science-y looking. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like they've uh, they've got one who I believe has some kind of connection or, or history with uh, the actual uh, the, the Imperial Corps uh, Corpos. And there's one who, uh, like, he, he sort of, like, shudders, like, I really don't think you could call him a scientist, more of a sorcerer, really. And, uh, the further, uh, the further on you go, the more serious the, uh, defenses are going to be, they, uh, like, they've got us to hold, hand over most of the codes to the, uh, to the system's defenses and so and I think like as he like says that some like big klaxons start going up and you start seeing like further down the line just like laser grids start activating and all that you know like force fields are starting to jump up like so uh yes it's uh it's going to be rough going I'm afraid well sounds great (laughs) yeah oh yeah no rough going is um that's just kind of par for the course for us. We, it'll be fine. Uh, we would okay. like any access cards that you may or may not have on your person to make getting around this place a, a little easier. Well, uh, they were all confiscated by the uh, fis- by the new management. So uh, he gestures, and I think uh, <laughs> I I actually love the idea. Um, like as he has been struggling. A little lanyard has like slipped out of the of the guy in the headlock. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I should I, I should like give up the name. He's probably been shouting. This is Professor Redrum. Um, Redrum, for real? Yeah. 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 Um. 
and uh, a little yant lanyard is slipped out and so now he has like a little like blue key card that is sort of dangling from around his neck so i do like the mental image that as you're progressing like you are just kind of like while you've got him in the headlock you will occasionally just be like shoving him (laughs) up against like doors and stuff um yeah yeah so um i think that is your like that's not going to get you past everything but uh it should help and uh as a result red drum just kind of like snarls and be like i refuse to be an accomplice in this upturning of scientific progress and i think that is a good play as good a place as any to close out this episode because we're getting a little long in the tooth here mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh but yeah that is uh the the mission has been uh kicked off uh one down and uh two big cheeses to go and exactly how that's going to go down is something you'll have to find out in the next episode of Big Game Nerds. And until then, I cannot stress this enough. You have to stay Big Game Nerds. <laughs> <laughs>